What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your girl, Leah M. Funny, back with another episode of Hey Queen Thrive, season three. Listen, y'all, we about to get into this conversation. And um, I think this conversation is about to be a controversial one. <laughs> if I be honest, I think it's about to be a, conversa- a conversation that's going to be controversial. Please hold while I sip some tea real quick. All right. And the reason why it's going to be a controversial one is because it's a controversial one right now in the social media streets. So if you are on TikTok and if you're following me on TikTok, if you're not following me on TikTok, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but you should come holler at your girl, Leah M. Forney over there on TikTok. Um, there's been a lot of conversation around this concept of no contact. And the first time I saw it in the social media streets, on TikTok was this woman who basically was like berating and chastising her adult children for basically cutting her off. (laughs) Like, I mean, she was berating. She was like on some like, y'all so entitled and I did the best that I could and blah, 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 blah. Right. Like that's the, that's, that was the energy. And then I saw that same TikToker be like stitched in 50 million different TikToks with 50 million different people giving their insight on this whole concept of no contact, right? And then I started thinking about my journey, right? And my decision to go no contact, right? And this is probably the first time you guys are hearing this because anybody that knows me knows there's certain certain things I don't really talk about in particular. But so if you've never heard of no contact, let me just let me just break down what no contact is. No contact is literally a self-protective strategy, right? It is when a victim of abuse of any kind is making a conscious choice to cut that toxic person, that toxic family member, that toxic parent off, right? And the reason why they're making that decision is because they've spent a lot of their time, a lot of their energy, a lot of their life basically trying to get this person to see them, right? To see them for who they are and all that good stuff. And this person or or get that person to take accountability for what they've done or how they've treated this person, right? Now, a lot of no contact stems from childhood trauma, right? There's a piece of it that comes because of childhood trauma, but a lot of it has to do with the here and now and what that particular toxic parent or family member or whoever is doing now that's interfering with this person's healing journey or peace or whatever. So it's really when a person is making a decision to go no contact, they're making this decision based on the fact that they feel like they have exhausted all their their resources on trying to make a relationship work with someone that's just not working, <laughs> right? And so when I heard about this and I was researching it and all that, I was like, oh, this will make for a great episode on Hank We Thrive. And the reason why I say it's going to be controversial is because I can guarantee you it's going to be those who are like me, who are like, yep. peace over everything, right? I protect my peace and they'll understand the need for no contact. And then there's going to be, you know, others like parents who maybe are experiencing no contact right now from their adult children 
who are just going to be like, I don't get why you need to do this, right? Either way, the pendulum swings. I'm always going to share from my experience, right? And my decision and my choice around it. So let's get into it, y'all. All right. So I read this quote and I was like, ooh, talk about a quote that gut punches. And this quote has no like person who actually said it. So it's unknown. But the quote was, you cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick. Whoo, <laughs> take a breath on that one. Let me say that again. You cannot heal in the same environment that made you sick. <laughs> Did you feel that gut punch? Cause I felt it. So when I read that quote, I was like, yo, that is so powerful. Because I think many of us, and I've been guilty of it, right? We know that we have been born into dysfunction, born into, you know, chaos and calamity, right? We know this from just our experiences, you know, even biblically that, you know, the Bible tells us a man that's born of a woman is born into trouble, right? Like we know this, right? And because many of us are born into toxic environments, dysfunction, all that chaos, calamity, uh, domestic violence, addiction, all of that, all, all of that, right? All the shits, right? Um, it shapes the way we see the world. It shapes the way we see, have relations with people. It shapes the way and how we show up, right? And so for many of us, we get to a point in life where we go on this healing journey, right? We recognize that, you know what? I, you know, was born, born into some shit and that shit has been dominating my entire existence, my entire life. And I don't like it and it sucks (laughs) and, you know, I don't want to deal with it. Right. So I'm going to heal and and in healing, right. You start to recognize, you know what? I got some people in my life that one, don't want to respect that I'm healing or two, are not ready to heal for themselves, right? Because here's the thing I have learned on my healing journey. Just because Leah Michelle Forney is choosing to heal does not mean the rest of my family wants to heal too. (laughs) It's my choice. That's why I always say healing is a choice, right? So on my journey of healing, right, I recognize that a lot of the things that I had experienced as a young girl, right, growing up, not having her mother and father because they both battled with addiction. My father was incarcerated. My mom was strung out on crack cocaine and was and was in them streets heavy, right? So I grew up in being raised by my maternal grandparents, which that marriage was dysfunctional as fuck because my grandfather, God rest his soul, battled with his own demons, right? And I watched my, my grandmother settle. <laughs> so that was one thing. You know, and then having the lack of a relationship with my biological aunt, you know, who made it, you know, she she made it look good, right? But she didn't care for her nieces and nephews. Again, everything I always talk about, y'all, I talk from my experience. It's never to bash anybody because I guarantee you one of my nosy ass fucking family members will listen to this episode and be like, Oh, Leah was on her podcast talking shit about y'all. It's never to abash anybody. It's always to share from my experience, right? So as a young girl growing up without my parents, one of the things that I wish I had was that I had the type of relationship 
with my aunt when my mother was not available to mother me, right? <laughs> but I didn't. Now, I can understand from my healing, because I've been in this place of healing, I can look at it from a few different angles, right? I can look at it as my aunt and my grandmother were also grieving the loss of my mother, right? Because I think a lot of times we think grief and loss only occurs when someone is actually physically dead. Grief and loss can occur when you lose anything. If it's a breakup, it's grief and loss. If the relationship is severed for whatever reason, if there's a strange relationship for whatever reason, you are grieving it, right? So I can look at that that whole situation from different angles and different places, right? So because I chose to go on my own healing journey to really begin to deal with my my trauma, deal with the issues that I had faced, deal with the the level of toxicity that I experienced as a young girl, right? And how it showed up in my life, right? It caused me to really not trust people. It caused me to to you know, second guess myself, a lot of the shit that I experienced, right? And then and then I fast forward to being a an adult, right? And continuing my own healing journey and still feeling like I am begging a group of people that I am biologically related to, right? To notice me. So because of my abandonment issues as a young kid, what I found myself in a horrible toxic cycle within myself was this need to feel like I need people to see me. And so it showed up in my friendships. It showed up in relationships, always being the giving person, always being the one to say, see me, see me, see me, always over uh, extending myself, always trying to put on the good girl role, always doing things to just be like, why can't you see me? Right. And when I did that, and I didn't get the response that I wanted, it left me in a place of brokenness. It left me in a place of frustration because I was like, no, why don't you see me? Why aren't you hearing me, right? And so for a very long time, I I always tell people I was 35 years old when I discovered my voice because for 30 something years, of being told to stay in a child child's place of 30 some years of never being validated for how you feel of being set, called dramatic every time you brought something to the forefront to hold it, that person accountable or being told that that's not really what happens or being gaslighted and manipulated right? <laughs> right like it shut down my voice so when i finally got to the point where i was like enough is enough Right. And I got into this place of self-protection and self-preservation and choosing me. Right. At some point, I got to the point where I said, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue this path of being connected or having conversation with people that drain me. And unfortunately, those people were my family members. Unfortunately, those people were some of my sisters. Right. Because I wanted to protect me. Right. One of the things that we have to stop doing is we have to stop saying shit like, oh, that's just who they are or they're doing the best that they can. Because what that does is that deflects from the issue. Right. Perfect example. And again, y'all know I always use my life. Right. 
I had, I wanted, so many of y'all know I, I left New York City, where I'm from, and I moved, and I haven't been in, living in New York in over a decade. And everywhere that I moved, and I've only moved a few times in my life, my family has never come to visit me. Never. <laughs> they've traveled, they've drove through my state, wherever, never stopped to be like, oh, let me come stop and see Leah, right? So the last incident was we were originally planning for a weekend where they promised they were going to come. By this time, I was living in the state of Maryland, so they promised they were going to come to the DMV area. We were going to spend a weekend together. We were going to go to uh, the African-American Museum. And, you know, I was excited. I'm like, wow, they're finally hearing me, or so I thought, <laughs> right? Like, they're going to come, right? So literally... The weekend that it was supposed to happen, I had gotten tickets to the African-American Museum. Mind you, y'all, the tickets were free. So it wasn't even about the tickets. It was, again, the principal. So literally 24 hours before they were supposed to set to get on the road to come, they backed out. They had some retarded as excuse and they backed out. And I was annoyed as fuck because I'm like, here we are once again me saying, why won't you just spend some time with me? And your actions are saying you don't care to spend some time with me, right? So of course, when I bring it up about, yo, I went out of my way. I took the day off, all of this shit, the plan, because I really wanted to spend time with my biological family, <laughs> right? And y'all shit on me. Of course, their response was, oh, well, your cousin had this and da-da-da-da, and it's not that serious and blah-blah-blah, and we'll make it up to you, or you could just come to New York. Because truth of the matter be, the only time that I ever got to see my biological family is when I showed up at their doorstep. So I understand the premise of no contact, because there are just some people in your life that you can get to a point where you're like, yo, I am tired of your half-ass, one-sided-ass goddamn relationship. And so to preserve my peace, to preserve my energy, to preserve, uh, <laughs> you know, not going the hell off, not committing a crime, I'm going to just leave you the hell alone. I totally get it. I totally get it because some people in your life will make you feel like you don't want me. You don't want to be connected to me. You don't want to have a loving, health, uh, healthy relationship dynamic with me. So why do I keep trying? And here's the thing, y'all. Some of my siblings been with no contact with my family. Like my older brother made that decision years ago. <laughs> But because I had always been the type that wants to see the best in everybody, which has always been my downfall, right? It blinded me from seeing my situation and the issues for what it really was with my family. So it wasn't until I was in my healing journey. It wasn't until I was with my therapist. It wasn't until I really had to be having those courageous conversations with myself and being like, yo, Leah. Like on some G shit, they don't fucking want to fuck with you. 
And for whatever reason, they don't want to fucking fuck with you. <laughs> like, it's okay. I had to grieve that loss because it's a loss. Nobody, no child is born into a biological family to not know what family feels like. You know what I'm saying? Like, no child ever wants to feel like they are the blame for why their mother's a drug addict, why their daddy was an alcoholic and, and, and out of prison. Like, the weight that that carries for a kid, for a child, is a lot. And I wear, and I carried that for 30-something years, y'all, until I made the decision to choose me. So I say that because if you're a parent right now whose adult child has made a decision to stop talking to you, understand that this is about them choosing them. Because in order for a healthy relationship dynamic to work, there's got to be accountability on both ends. Notice I said both ends. I'm not ever going to sit here and say that I was perfect and I didn't do things and I didn't say things out of anger and all that. I ain't never going to say that. Ever. Because that would be a lie from the pit of hell. But what I do know is that I, as the child in the situation pertaining to my parents, got handed a fucked up bag of shit <laughs> that I had to deal with. And nobody helped me to deal with it. Nobody helped me to navigate. I grew up in a in, in a type of a household where it was always told, get over it. Well, guess what? There's just some things people just can't get over. There are just some things people can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to keep giving you a pass even though you keep disrespecting me, even though you keep telling me I'm, a ch I'm, I'm dramatic, even though you don't respect my boundaries, even though you talk about me like a dog, even though you don't acknowledge me. Like, there's just some things. I kid you no lie, y'all. I had a conversation with my Nana, and those of y'all that follow me on social media, y'all know my father's mom is my best friend. Like, that's my ace boom coon. I love that woman to the death of me. Like, there's nothing I will not do for that woman. And here's the crazy thing about my relationship with my Nana versus the one that raised me, is that my father's mother has only been in my life a little bit over a decade. I did not get an opportunity to get to know my father's side of the family until I was a 18-year-old girl. I'm in my mid-30s now. <laughs> so we're talking about, what, close to 20 years, maybe? Almost 20, almost 30. Like, she hasn't been in my life that long. Because from the time I was born to the time I was about 19, 20 years old, yeah, about 19, 20 years old, my father's side of the family was basically kept from me. I had to seek out that information. I had to ask for permission to basically get to know them. So she's only been in my life since I was 20, 21. I'm now 36. Y'all do the math. And she's my best friend because she loves me the way that I wish the woman that raised me would love me. And the crazy thing is when I made the decision to leave New York, after going through the hell that I went through, like my Nana was the person I ran to and she didn't judge me. She didn't do any of that. She was like, come on, 
come to Philly because she was living in Philly at the time. And that, and then she made the decision to move to North Carolina, and that's how I ended up in the South. But she was right there. So I remember when I went to her, I was like, Nana, I'm done. Enough is enough. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm going to cut them off because I'm tired. And she supported that decision. She was like, you got to do what you got to do to protect you, to protect your peace, to protect your sanity, to protect your heart. Because the truth of the matter is, y'all, my heart was broken and had been broken for years. Because for years, all I kept trying to do was have this, all I wanted was a family for years. And it took God to literally say to me, your family are the people that celebrate you and tolerate you. They're not blood. And I had to be okay with that because for years I kept trying to get the people that I was biologically related to, blood related to, to be my family. When the truth of the matter is they got their own shit that they refused to acknowledge. And I was all the way on this other side of the spectrum, refusing to continue to operate in, in dysfunction and so we were not even on the same page in regards to just healing as a family. So I decided to cut them off. And when I tell you that that was the best decision for me, it's the best decision for me. Like, I don't wish them no harm, no nothing. I love them. I wish them well, but I love them from a distance. And I'll say this as we get ready to transition to uh, Thriving Nuggets. When I used to work in the healthcare field and I used to be a nursing assistant, I remember working in the nursing assistant and I remember how people would drop their mama off, their daddy off and keep it pushing. And I never forget when I had to make a phone call because a resident of mine had passed away on my shift. And I remember calling that son of this woman's this woman's son, right? Letting him know his mama had passed away and getting cursed out <laughs> because I had disrupted his family dinner to tell him that his mama had died. And for the life of me, I couldn't understand it. I'm like, wait a minute. Your mama dead and you cussing me out? And I remember having that conversation with my grandmother and then my bishop at the time preached about it. About when you see that kind of dynamic, when kids don't want nothing to do with their parents, you have to begin to ask yourself, what kind of parent was that person? So for those parents who are struggling because their child went no contact because they're like, yeah, I'm good. I, this is an opportunity. Instead of taking to platforms like TikTok and, and all the other platforms to bash your kid, take some time to look at you. Nobody asked you to be perfect, right? Because there's no such thing as a perfect parent. But if we be honest, we got some fucked up parents, yo. We got some people that cause damage to people because they're damaged. We got some people out in this world that should have never had children. And I do mean never. 
And we see it all the time. We see parents going to prison for the rest of their life because they didn't kill their kid because they didn't got so frustrated and then drove the kid off the, the uh, drove their car off the cliff because they didn't got so frustrated that they didn't beat the child to death that they didn't got they they didn't pimp their kid out. Like we see it all the time. So I can't even blame a person for saying, "Yo, I gotta choose me, man. <laughs> I gotta choose me." Because as much as I love you, you're draining me. As much as I love you, you're messing with my sanity. As much as I love you, like, yo, you're messing with my peace. I can't even blame a person. Because if you don't deserve anything in this life, you deserve to be at peace. You deserve to be happy in whatever that looks like. And only you know what that looks like for you, man. So don't let nobody ever make you feel bad for choosing yourself, for making a decision that's going to benefit you. Because I'm going to tell you from, from experience, as someone who made that decision back in 2022, I'm good. <laughs> like, my life is good. I have my family. I have an incredible relationship with Mr. Incredible. We have incredible kids together. My bonus children, his family loves and adores me the way that I've been wanting to be loved and adored. I have an incredible relationship with my, my Nana. That's my ace boon coon, my best friend. I got people in my life, my circle, my tribe that love me, that support me, that celebrate me. Like I got my family. Unfortunately, they just not the people I'm related to. And I'm okay. And I want you to be okay. If you have to make that decision, or if you've made that decision, it's okay. Because you're healing. And in healing, it requires you to separate. It requires you to sever some ties. It requires you to let go of some people, places, and things that no longer serve you. And yes, that includes family. We always say that, let go of people, places, and things that no longer serve you. But the part of that conversation that we don't ever want to acknowledge is, yes, that includes your family. Because if your family is toxic as fuck, if they're draining you, if their dysfunction is really messing with your mental state, then it is okay to let them go. It is okay. Listen, my father, when he was alive and he was drunk, he was abusive as hell. My daddy has said shit to me that a father should never say to their child, let alone their daughter. And I remember my spiritual father, shout out to my daddy Joe, literally said to me, it is okay to love him from a distance. Just because he's your father does not mean you have to tolerate his abuse. So let me say that as I get ready to transition into Thriver Nuggets. I don't care who it is. You have the right to live a life free of abuse of any kind. You have the right to live a life and to create the type of family that you want and you desire. And if your own biological family can't give it to you, it is okay to walk away. It is okay to go no contact. It is okay to choose you because you deserve peace. You deserve joy. You deserve that freedom. And if they don't understand it, oh, well, nobody cares. 
Because it's not about them to understand it. It's about you protecting you. It's about you preserving you so that you can continue to live a life that allows you to thrive. I'm just saying, y'all. All right, y'all. Stay tuned. Thriving Nuggets is on the way. What's up, y'all? I'm back. It's Thriving Nuggets time. Listen, before we dive into Thriving Nuggets, I just want you to, like, take a breath. Inhale, exhale. Okay? I know that having this conversation is a lot for many of you, and it could be triggering for many of you, right? Like, nobody really wants to talk about the fact that we have to cut people that we love off, right? Nobody wants to talk about the fact that we have to uh, walk away from some of the people that we are, you know, we were born into, the family that we were born into. Like, nobody wants to talk about those things. So I can understand if this conversation is overwhelming and if, and and definitely make sure you practice some self-care and really take care of yourself um, on this journey. If you have decided that you need to go no contact with a toxic family member or your parent. Okay. So I got seven tips for y'all um, for this Thriver Nuggets on how to, or seven tips for going no contact. Okay. Because it, it can be hard to do. Okay. So the first thing you you really want to do is understand that you don't need to explain to them why. Like, truth be told, they don't really give a damn why. <laughs> like, because if they cared why, right, you wouldn't be going no contact. You would feel you would feel like they're listening to you, that they respect you, that they validate you, right? If it was a healthy relationship dynamic, you wouldn't have to go no contact. So they're very aware of their own level of toxicity. They're very aware of their disrespect, their lack of boundary, the, you know, their lack of respect for your boundaries. They're aware. They know why. So you don't have to sit here and say, oh, I'm not going, I'm not talking to you and here's why. You know, perfect example. Um, I have always had a very estranged relationship with one of my sisters. And matter of fact, Christmas of 2022, she tried to comment on a post that I made, um, really a positive post, shouting out my man for just how much he decided to go over and beyond for me for Christmas. And I had shared that because of my own traumatic past, right? Like I just wasn't a big receiver of gifts, but he had asked me to trust him to um, help him to help me create new memories around you know, family and Christmas time and things like that. And so she decided that she was going to say some, some negative shit on my, on my post. And then when I turned around and deleted the comment, she then sends me a text message calling me everything but a child of God and all this other stuff. And, um, I ended up blocking her and then she called my family and then because of their own dysfunction, they're over here like, well, Leah, what did you do? And da, 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 da. and I was just like, y'all can all go to hell. You know what I mean? Like, cause again, I have the right to be free of any of that abuse. And so I didn't, when I made that decision back in 2022 to go no contact and be like, I'm done. Right. I didn't need to explain that. I wasn't going to explain that. I said what I said and I was done. <laughs> so number one, definitely know that you don't have to explain yourself. 
Number two, understand that no contact is about setting a healthy boundary. It is not about silent treatment. It's not about, oh, I'm just going to stop talking to you and be silent. No, it's about setting healthy boundaries. And anytime someone doesn't respect your boundaries, you have the right to be like, yeah, I'm just not rocking with you. Because <laughs> that's what you're essentially saying. You're saying this is the line in the sand. Do not cross it. And if you keep crossing it, there's consequences for what happens when you cross the line in the sand. So understand that the concept of no contact, again, is about self-protection, self-preservation, and setting those healthy boundaries. It's not so much about, oh, I'm just not talking to you. It's about, listen, you're you're draining me. You're toxic. <laughs> I don't want that energy in my life, right? And let me just say this. I've done, we we're having a conversation about no contact as it relates to toxic family members. But guess what? I've had also had to implement no contact as it relates to toxic ass friends. Because anytime you're draining me as a friend, anytime because life is life in and you think it's okay to just disregard or or stop speaking or whatever you feel like you need to or do just do some toxic ass bullshit, yeah, you get no contact too. And again, love you with the love of the Lord. I don't have to tolerate your mess. Right? Nor does that mean that you get to come back over here like nothing happened. Because that happens too when you make that decision to put a boundary. Like I had that experience. Somebody that I was rocking with who didn't like that I told her the truth about a situation that she was in. She stopped speaking to me for six months and then randomly text me on some, oh, I started going to church and Jesus wanted me at. First of all, let me just say this. If you're, if you're one thing I can't stand is a person that tries to use Jesus for their, for, for their access point to me. Yes. I love God, but guess what? I will tell people in the heart way, heartbeat, the same way God will tell you to reach out to someone and invite them to church. He's also that same type of God that'll tell you, Hey, you need to own your shit. You need to take accountability. You need to take some responsibility. You need to apologize. So I can't stand when a person wants to use Christ as the way to get me to have a conversation with you. And when she did that, I was like, girl, bye, you ain't learned shit in six months. <laughs> because, because what you should have been saying is, Leah, can we have a conversation? Because I owe you an apology. That that's That's real accountability. Accountability says I own my shit. Mm-hmm. That's what we, that's, that's what we're saying when we say we want accountability. So, understand that by making a decision to go no contact with friends, with family members, with a sibling, it's about putting that healthy boundary in place by saying, until you take accountability for your actions and, and true accountability, true accountability. Because what I always tell people, one thing I can't stand is the words, I'm sorry, because I'm sorry without change or, or act or behavior change is not a real apology. People say, I'm sorry, like they say, I love you. <laughs> and they actions don't align with that shit. So for me, true the true I'm sorry is changed behavior. Mm-hmm. So if you ain't changed in your behavior, don't expect nothing from me. It is what it is. All right. Number three. Um, tips. Again, we're talking tips for going no contact. 
um, removing, definitely remove tracking from your devices. You're going to have to block them. I know that's hard. <laughs> Trust me. It was hard for me, but I had to do it. Like literally I unfollowed my entire family on social media. I unfollowed my aunt. I unfollowed my grandmother. I blocked them on my phone. First and foremost, they wasn't calling me anyway. <laughs> so ain't no need to have you on the phone. And and literally the only time I would ever talk to my grandmother who raised me is if I called her. And that would always be what she said. I ain't nobody heard from you. And my response would always be, it works both ways. As much as you want me to call you, you can pick up the phone and call me. There's a lot. There's I've, I've realized in my own journey of going no contact that there's a level of entitlement that toxic individuals have. Like, I am not entitled to call you just because we are biologically related. <laughs> Relationships go both ways. Communication goes both ways. As much as I put in and invest and contact you, it's the same level of energy and investment you have to put into contacting me. I'm just saying. So definitely you're going to have to block them. You're going to have to change your passwords. You're going to have to remove your tracking to, uh, your tracking off your devices so they can't pull your location or ping your location. Number four, um, prepare simple statements for encountering your toxic family members. Because here's the thing. One thing I have learned about studying abuse of any kind is that it's about power and control. And so when you start putting those boundaries in place, when you start removing access from you, when you start not answering their calls and go and going no contact, that's going to piss them the hell off because guess what they're losing? Control. They're losing control and that's going to piss them off, right? So you got to be prepared with simple statements like I don't feel like talking. <laughs> Do not call my phone. Like, and that's okay. That is okay. Like, again, this is all going to take some time. It's going to take some work. You know, for me, on my journey, luckily, it's been smooth because, unfortunately, my family has always shown me they don't really give a fuck about me. So, <laughs> me not talking to them for weeks is not bothering them. Trust when I tell you. It ain't bothering them at all. Christmas Day came and went. I ain't get no Merry Christmas, no nothing. Thanksgiving came and went. I ain't get no Happy Thanksgiving, no nothing. Matter of fact, Thanksgiving 2022, my family drove through the state of Maryland all the way to Alabama to go spend time with family. Twice, going and coming. Never stopped to say, let me go check on Leah, see how she doing. My family don't even know where I live to this day. So trust me. It ain't phasing them. And I'm perfectly okay with it. All right, number five, you're going to adjust as you go. Like, one of the things that I have learned is you got to give yourself grace, man. You got to give yourself grace. It's going to be rough. It's going to be emotional. You're going to cry. Trust me. I cried like nobody's business when I had to make the decision to block them. My man could tell you that because it hurt him to see me crying like that. It hurt him. 
And I remember after he held me in his arms and he allowed me to sob from that place of pain that I'm like, this sucks. He was like, all right, let's get dressed. We're going to shake this off. We're going to go spend time with my family. We're going to go, you know, enjoy the holiday and it's going to be good. And when I tell you I had an amazing holiday season, amazing. Just chilling, kicking it with my in-laws, kicking it with my bonus kids, my man. Like, he did everything to create new memories for me. And that is one of the million reasons why I love him. So know that it's going to be an adjustment. So adjust as you go. Be gracious with yourself on the journey to making a decision to go no contact. All right, number six, and I think it's very, very important, get support. Get support because it's hard, y'all. Like, you're going to need those friends. You're going to need your partner. You're going to need your therapist. Like, listen, (laughs) I had to make a therapy appointment and talk to my therapist about cutting my family off and going no contact and being like, I can't do it no more. And needing that objective point of view. You know, and her being able to validate me and be like, you know, Leah, you've been my client for four years. And for four years, you have been trying to get your family to love you the way you are deserving and desiring to be loved. And they just wouldn't do it. And it's okay that you had to make the decision to find that love elsewhere and to create your own family. Like, I needed that support. I needed that validation. Because the truth of the matter is, you're going to second guess it. You're going to be like, is this the right thing to do? You know, and even, and for all my believers in Christ, you're going to be like, well, you know, God won't, doesn't cut me off, but why is it? But again, where I go, when that, when those thoughts begin to come to my mind, I begin to say, but where in the Bible does God tell me I have to tolerate abuse? He don't. So I shouldn't have to tolerate, if I won't tolerate abuse from an employer or a friend, what the hell makes my family any different? I deserve to live a life free of abuse. Period. So definitely get you some support. And then the last one I'm going to say is it gets better, y'all. It does. It gets better. You are on a healing journey. And what you're going to discover on your healing journey is that there's been a lot of things that you've encountered. There's been a lot of things that have been done to you that really shape the way you view this world, the way you show up in this world, the way you show up in your relationship. And because you're choosing to heal, that tells me that you are choosing this because you want something better. You're tired of the same dysfunction. You're tired of the same merry-go-round. You're tired of going through the same type of relationships, friendships. You're tired of it. And so because you've recognized that everything starts and ends with you, you're choosing to become the best version of yourself. And for that, let me just say, I'm proud of you because that's hard, man. Look at the world we live in today. There are millions of people that choose to stay in their own dysfunction. So the fact that you're like, yo, I got to unlearn some things. 
I gotta, I gotta let go of some ba- bad behavior, some toxic traits. I gotta recognize, yeah, there's some things that happened to me as a child. There's some things that happened to me as an adult that really shaped the way I look at myself, the way I look at the people I'm work connected to, my friendships. Like when you get to that place of what I like to call creating just conversations with yourself. And that level of self-awareness, man, let me tell you something. Self-awareness is powerful as fuck. Because it really means that you're really looking at you. And when you get to that place where you can look at you and you can own the part you play and you can recognize that, hey, I just want some peace. Guess what? You will do whatever it takes to not only get that peace, but you'll do whatever it takes to keep it, including going no contact and letting some people go and cutting some people off and going on about your life. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So if this is where you are, know that I'm praying for you. Know that you have someone that's on that same journey and know that I get it. And for all my parents who may be tuning into this episode, Take some accountability. Take some accountability. The most, the, the most powerful thing a parent can say to a child is that I'm sorry, I was wrong, I didn't know better, I fucked up. Because <laughs> here's the truth that I know to be true. We got a whole lot of adults with little girl, little girl, little boy versions of ourselves. And that little child in us just needs to hear, I'm sorry. I promise you, that's the thing they need to hear. I'm wrong. I did you wrong. But here's what I will say to the little one, the, the adults of us who have that little version of us. Baby. Sometimes you got to accept the apology you'll never get. Because the truth of the matter is, some people just ain't never going to own their shit. They just not. They're just not. So I hope this episode was helpful. I hope this episode helps you to continue on your healing journey and know that you're not alone. Know that you're not alone in your decision to decide to choose you. Keep choosing you. Because you're going to be better because of it. And everything in your life is going to be better because of it. So this concludes another episode of Hey Queen Thrive Season 3. Tune in again next week for another Power Pack episode with another Power Pack guest. I love each and every one of you. Stay safe out there. Talk with you guys soon. Peace. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Leah and Forney. Listen. Calling all boss women entrepreneurs. Listen, if you're tuning in right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and pay attention. Because let me tell you something. Your girl is here with a personal invitation for you to come join her over at Pitch Like a Boss. Listen, Pitch Like a Boss is the ultimate, ultimate online community just for women entrepreneurs like you. And what do I mean by like you? If you desire to attract more media attention, if you desire to increase your profits, and if you desire to build your authority in your industry, then you need to come kick it with us over at Pitch Like a Boss. That's right. You can find us right on Facebook. Okay. So let me tell you real quick. Here's five reasons why you need to come kick it with us. 
One, you're going to gain access to industry-leading experts such as myself. Two, you get to connect with other like-minded women that are on the same journey as you. Three, tons of resources are already in the community. I mean, we got tips, we got tricks, we got templates, we got guides. Four, it's continuous learning because every week, every Wednesday, you can catch me live doing our boss sessions where I am teaching you everything I know about attracting more media attention, increasing those profits, and building your authority in your in your industry. And then the last reason why you need to come join is support. Stop doing business alone. So listen, I need you to click the link in the show notes of this episode and go ahead and come kick it with your girl and our sisterhood over at Pitch Like a Boss on the Facebook platform. Talk to you soon. Bye.